And welcome to episode 22 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us once again. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. You'll find all things about the show right over there. Follow me. I'll follow you guys back. But finally, we have an end to the Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Watch 2019. We know where the claw is going to be playing. Well, they traded for Paul George tonight, and they are sending to Oklahoma City uh, essentially a record collection of draft picks, four first-round picks, four unprotected future first-round picks, a protected future first-round pick, two pick swaps, and outstanding rookie point guard Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari for Paul George. Paul George came to the Thunder in the last couple days and asked to be traded to the Clippers. He wanted to play with Kawhi Leonard. And to get this deal done, to stave off the Lakers, stave off the Toronto Raptors, the Los Angeles Clippers, Steve Ballmer, Lawrence Frank, their president, made a decision uh, to make, you know, really a historic commitment uh, to deliver two All-Stars to their team. And now in Staples Center, it's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard against Anthony Davis, LeBron James. The board man has taken his talents to the Los Angeles Clippers, and he's going to join <laughs> Paul George, who they're able to trade for. Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, Jerry West. Give credit to the Los Angeles Clippers. They pull off the heist of the summer. They not only get Kawhi Leonard, but they get Yo, Paul baby. George yeah, in one know. night in Los Angeles. Yeah. News broke at about 11 o'clock. I feel bad for all those East Coasters on pins and needles having to wake up to that. Probably was in complete shock to hear the news that Kawhi Leonard had indeed joined the Los Angeles Clippers. So it's over. You're never going to forget where you were. When you felt, when you learned the news, I was actually leaving the Dodger game where there was an earthquake, and it was just a crazy night. You got, you got the earthquake at Dodger Stadium. They played through it. Shout out to to Lauer for throwing a strike during that. I saw the foul poles just swaying back and forth right there at Dodger Stadium. You had fireworks, and then everyone's walking out. And then everyone gets the news that Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Lakers. And there was a there was a little bit of a hysteria at Dodger Stadium because the fans really, everyone had, had really assumed that he was going to join the Lakers, that he was going to join the purple and gold. But I'm now looking back, I'm mad at myself. I'm upset that I wasn't able to read these tea leaves and 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 point to the Clippers when all reports, Chris Broussard, Chris Carter, Ager Wojnowski, all these guys had ruled out the Clippers, but why were we not Why were we not reading into it and in that, that Kawhi Leonard goes to Toronto? He goes to Toronto, he has that meeting, and it was just a circus. You know how it went down. It turned into the O.J. Simpson chase, helicopters. You had people waiting outside his hotel. Drake was there. You, and then that's it. Drake, uh, the the whole situation, then he goes back to San Diego on a Raptors private plane, and we still assume it was all going to be out the Lakers, but nope, he leaves the Raptors. He leaves Drake. Drake probably hasn't been this sad since Rihanna left him. Now Kawhi left him. Probably Kawhi's worst because that would have been more rings for the Toronto Raptors potentially. And you wonder if it takes six days 
if he was going to sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, what was he waiting for? If he was going to sign for the Toronto Raptors, what was he waiting for with the Raptors? Because if you heard reports, I don't know how true these reports are, but if Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting it, you have to lend some credence to it. He was reporting that the Raptors had apparently rejected a trade from the Thunder for Paul George and Russell Westbrook, which would have brought Russell Westbrook and Paul George to the Toronto Raptors. I don't know if it was the salary cap ramifications or what, or or maybe Toronto, or if maybe Kawhi Leonard had made it known to them that he wouldn't have re-signed even with Russell Westbrook and Paul George joining the Raptors. But if he was going to sign with the Raptors, there's nothing they could have done to really add another superstar to their roster by the time that Kawhi Leonard was going to resign. And then also the Lakers, their roster was set in stone for the most part. If they were going to sign Kawhi, they wouldn't be able to get Danny Green. They wouldn't be able today. They picked up Avery Bradley, which was a nice sign by the Los Angeles Lakers. But the weight should have told us the extended time period, the six days of the Kawhi watch, should have let us all know that he was up to something, that there was a heist in play. It wasn't Ocean's 12, Ocean's 13. It was Ocean's 2 because Kawhi Leonard had us all duped. The Clippers had us all duped. And you should have known something because what he was waiting for this whole time, he wanted to join the Clippers, but he didn't want to be the only star. He didn't want to be the only superstar for a couple reasons. One, it's going to help him. He's not going to have the same opportunity to win championships. And also, he didn't want to carry the load. And by all reports, it was reported by Chris Haynes that, quote, Kawhi Leonard was recruiting the hell out of Paul George. And Kawhi Leonard was recruiting the hell out of Kevin Durant. And just like I said, Kawhi Leonard is not the guy that we thought he was. And in San Antonio, we thought he was this docile, timid guy, this shy guy with his head down. Yes, Pop. Yes, Pop. I'll do whatever you want. Kawhi is not that guy. The real Kawhi Leonard is hat backwards in the back of the Maybach yelling, what it do, baby? That's Kawhi Leonard, right? That's how he was hitting up Paul George and Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard is a confident, <laughs> swaggy dude who's just, who 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 put the put the moves on Paul George and said, "Bro, get out here to the Clippers." We, by the way, the reason why Paul George didn't take that meeting with the Lakers last year was because his agent was Aaron Mintz. Aaron Mintz, if you don't know the agent world, it can get ugly. It can. It, there's a lot of rivalries in the agent world. Aaron Mintz's rival was Rob Palinka. Okay, and that is the reason why Rob Palenka and Aaron Mintz did not have that meeting. And by all accounts, Paul George always wanted to be in uh, Los Angeles. He's from Palmdale, which is a little further out, but hey, that's Los Angeles, that's Southern California, and he wanted to go home. And then apparently there was reports amongst the Thunder organization that prior to this, I know that Russell Westbrook, who we're going to talk about in just a second here, is getting a bad rap. He was saying, oh, Kevin Durant didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. Uh, Paul George didn't want to play with Russell Westbrook. Well, it got it has to be known that Russell Westbrook, before this trade request went down with Paul George, that Westbrook had gone to the Thunder with his displeasure and his discontent with the Thunder organization because it leaked a couple weeks ago that the Thunder were looking to shop Stephen Adams to try to get under that luxury tax threshold because 
the Thunder owner, Clay Bennett, was not happy about having to pay this luxury tax, granted that the Thunder weren't making it past the first round. And Russell Westbrook and Paul George are looking at ownership saying, look, we need more help. We want you guys to try to find a way to bolster this lineup. So that should have let us know that there was something going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's just kind of how they operate as an organization. When things go down with the Oklahoma City Thunder, it is stealth. It is B2 Bomber, super stealth. You don't hear about it. Thief in the night. That's how it goes down to Oklahoma City. And for a couple reasons, it's Oklahoma. So the media market there is very small, especially in the offseason. There's not a lot going on in that Oklahoma City front office building with Sam Presti and company. And it always goes down like that. When they traded Harden, no one knew about it. Complete blindside. There was no rumors. There was no rumors leading up to that. The Paul George absolutely a shock to the system. No one knew that was going down. Carmelo Anthony, complete shock. And then this situation here where they trade Paul George. But it was a big-time haul, one of the major hauls that we've ever seen. And say what you want. Look, the Clippers gave up more. Five first-round picks, pick swaps. They give away Danilo Gallinari, who's going to be a nice expiring contract. They got a lion's share, a king's ransom. But... Like I said, I, everyone's saying this, and it's definitely true. You're trading for Paul George, and you're trading for you're trading for Paul George, and then you're also trading essentially for Kawhi Leonard because you don't make that move, you don't get Kawhi Leonard in the process. So give Kawhi Leonard credit; he does all the work there, all the behind the scenes work. And all I'm saying is, look, we should have seen this coming. Shame on. Everyone who had an opinion ruling out the Los Angeles Clippers, and a lot of that had to do with probably their history. But look, it was the Los Angeles Clippers, but why were we not respecting the greatest GM in the history of sports? Why were we not respecting the richest owner in sports? Steve Ballmer could buy four Los Angeles Lakers franchises and still have enough to get a two-bedroom condo in Sherman Oaks, okay? This guy's pockets are deep, all right? And we didn't respect that. And I think that everyone in the sports media world owes an apology to the Los Angeles Clippers today. You owe your apology. All start. I apologize, Los Angeles Clippers, and more specifically to the GOAT GM, Jerry West. Jerry West is the best GM, and that's what you do. You hire the best to do it, and you get the heck out of the way. It's like Tony Montana and Scarface. You're messing with me. You're messing with the best. He used a little more explicit lines than that, but it's like you hire them. You're messing with Jerry West. You're messing with the best. Look at his track record. His It speaks for itself. Help build the 1980s Laker dynasty. We're talking Magic. We're talking James Worthy, Kareem, Byron. We're talking, we're talking five championships for that Lakers team, okay? Then he traded for Kobe Bryant on draft day. Kobe Bryant was not a Zion Williamson. Kobe Bryant was not a LeBron James. He was not a guy who was projected to go one and two. At the time, it was Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, Moses Malone, only a handful of guys that had made that jump and no one really from the guard position. And Kobe Bryant, out of, a, out of lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania, by the way, all the I'm going to take my talents to South Beach by LeBron, that's one thing. That was Kobe's line. That was Kobe's line when he's wearing the khaki suit at the high school, wearing the, the, the Oakley wraparound shades. He said, I'm going to take my talents to the NBA. And Jerry West saw something in Kobe Bryant that day, 
And he said, look, we got to get this guy. We have to. I need this guy in purple and gold. And Kobe Bryant becomes a Laker. They trade Vlade Divac in a, in a move where he was a great center at the time, a guy that was definitely a top five center. A lot of people were saying, what is Jerry West thinking? Trading away an all-star caliber center for a high school kid from Lower Marion High School. But that turns out to be Kobe Bean Bryant. That's on Jerry West's resume. Also, how does he follow that up? He convinces Shaquille O'Neal or this is prior to that, but he gets Shaquille O'Neal to go from Orlando, a team that had made a finals appearance, a team that had beat Michael Jordan's Bulls in the conference finals, and you got Penny Hardaway, who was first team All-NBA, first team All-NBA Penny Hardaway, a slew of elite role players in 3D Dennis Scott, Horace Grant, Nick Anderson, a lot of talent in Orlando, and he gets Shaquille O'Neal. He says, Shaq, you, you outgrew Orlando, bro. You got to come to La La Land. You got to make Kazam. You got to take over the entertainment industry. He brings in Shaq. That turns into four finals appearances, three Larry O'Brien trophies, and Shaquille O'Neal takes over Los Angeles. That's what Jerry West did. But you know what? You do those three things. You build the Showtime Lakers. You trade for Kobe Bryant on draft day. You bring in Shaquille O'Neal, which leads to another three championships. And that is all you need to be the greatest GM, right? Oh, no, he, he's done a lot more than that. Jerry West, he prevent. this is the most underrated move in Jerry West's career. He And I love Kevin Love. By the way, if you have not seen Kevin Love, if you want to live vicariously through someone, make it be Kevin Love. Kevin Love, I, this guy, he's won his championship, went to UCLA, played in the Final Four. This guy, for his all-NBA career, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. This guy's Instagram lifestyle is unbelievable. He's doing any and everything, beaches, sand dunes. He's the best shape he's ever been in his life. Kevin Love, I'm telling you, man, hey, let, if you're going to switch plays with someone, let it be Kevin Love because he is living and up right now in the offseason. But Jerry West, what did he do? He stopped the Warriors from trading Klay Thompson for Kevin Love. That trade was just about to go down. Bob Myers and company, they say, look, we have our sharpshooter. We have Steph Curry. Kevin Love at the time, he's he's all, uh, I think it was second team All-NBA that year. He had put up the one of the first 2020 games in NBA history, and he was balling with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Kevin Love wanted out of Minnesota, and the Warriors were going to make that trade. And Jerry West, who had just been signed on as a consultant for the Warriors, said, no, we're not doing that move. You got to keep this this intact. These Splash Brothers are going to make history. And Jerry West is the guy who put, the, put through the wrench in that trade. And really, what did that lead to? That led to four championships. No, three championships for the Golden State Warriors. Three championships and five champi- uh, finals appearances, okay? So we're talking about a guy... The Midas touch, no, it's the Jerry West touch. This guy, everything he touches, everything he's involved in, success follows. This is the guy you call. And then, how does he trade up? Look, then then Ballmer says, bro, I'm, I'm the, see, this is, where Steve, this is where it gets different. Steve Ballmer, 
I'm telling you, he's slow, he's quickly becoming my favorite owner in sports, not just because of his antics, but I know some people clown on. I think it's unbelievable. If I'm owning a sport, best believe I'm in the first row screaming and cheering because that is what it's all about. And Steve Ballmer, he brings that energy. It's it, it's infectious. And really, what does he do? He doesn't say, I, 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 I'm a Microsoft guy, right? If you want to talk about computer engineering, if you want to talk about being a CEO, I'll do what I do. I'll stay in my lane. But I got the scratch to sign the best guy in the in the business to do it, and he dealt he he gives Jerry West apparently it's over ten million dollars a year to get Jerry West's uh, services. He's Jerry West is probably worth fifty million dollars a year. Okay, he's underpaid. I hope I hope Steve Ballmer is hooking Jerry West up with some Microsoft stock or something like that. Give him an extra Malibu mansion. Who knows what he's giving? Give him a diamond encrusted NBA logo. Whatever it takes, because this guy did his job, and Ballmer stays out of the way, okay? He's not like Jeannie Buss, okay? He doesn't, Jeannie Buss thinks she needs to be involved in the meeting, okay? Or, 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 like, or like Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones wants to be the GM. Heck no, okay? You're not qualified. You hire the best people in the game, and you let them do their job, and you delegate. Delegate, and that's what Jerry West did, because in a one-hour span on Friday night, he traded for Paul George, and then he brought in Kawhi Leonard, and now the Los Angeles Clippers, they moved from 10-1 to 1 favorites to win the NBA title to the Los Angeles Clippers. I grew up in this town, okay? I grew up in this town where the Clippers were the worst inept franchise in history. The Clippers were the team where you can't, hey, Michael Jordan's in town. Hey, Lakers versus Clipper tickets, Lakers versus Bulls tickets, no way, no chance. But hey, you might be able to get Clippers versus uh, versus uh, Bulls tickets. Okay, that's that was the when you talk about the Clippers, it was who are they playing against? Who do I get to see them get roasted by? Now they're eleven to four favorites to win the NBA championship, and you just gotta love it. I mean, I know there's a lot of Laker fans out there. Look, uh, full disclosure, grew up a Laker fan. And this this Laker elitist, this Lakers entitlement, telling about the Clippers, talking smack about the Clippers, it needs to stop. But this did make me laugh. If you saw on Snoop Dogg's Instagram, uh, Snoop Dogg, who had done a lot of recruiting for Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers, he goes on his Instagram, he says, looks like I need to remind Clippers fans the hierarchy of L.A. basketball. One, Lakers. Two, UCLA basketball. Three, Sparks. Four, USC basketball. Five, Westchester Comets. Six, all Drew League teams. Seven, YMCA Junior Lakers. Eight, the pickup teams at Venice Beach. And finally, coming in at number nine, he lists the Los Angeles Clippers. Snoop Dogg, you're disrespecting, you're disrespecting the Los Angeles Clippers there. But you paid the cost to be the boss. I, I mean, just dipping. He's just tripping. Clip, uh, man, make it do a remix to a song. Just dipping. Do it. Just clipping. That'd be kind of. That'd be kind of nice and be good graces with the Clippers. But I would also add the Sierra, the Sierra Canyon team too. By the way, if you're gonna throw out all those basketball teams, the Sierra Canyon squad with uh, Scottie Pippen's son and D Wade's son. And now LeBron's son. So I would probably include them in that list. But the disrespect is getting out of hand. But hey, I'm not one of those guys. I tip my cap full full respect to the Los Angeles Clippers because they have worked hard for this. And also, just look at this squad. I mean, breaking down this roster, just check this out. Patrick Beverly. Now, my, 
Patrick Bell. I've had issues with Pat Bev for a while because he he rolled into my my man Russell Westbrook's knee, and I thought that was a dirty play. But you can't deny the fact that that Patrick Beverly is a guy that that brings a lot of tenacity. He brings an edge, and the Clippers are going to need that. They sign him for forty forty million. Lou Williams is the best bucket getter coming off the bench in the NBA. He's a guy that can get you a game winner. He did last year. He's a guy that can get you game winners. He's a guy that can get you big shots. Montrez Harrell, also a contender for best kicks in the game. He's not P.J. Tucker's level, but he's got some. He's rocking serious heat on a nightly basis. Montrez Harrell, he's gritty. He's gutsy. He can get you big buckets. Landry Shamet. If you don't know Landry Shamet, he's going to be the shooter. He's going to be the sharp shooter for this Clippers team. Ivica Zubats. Zubats signed with them. Another great move by the Clippers and Jerry West to get Zubats from Muscala, who did nothing for the Lakers and is now an OKC. Great move by them to make that. And then this morning, they topped that all off by getting Jamichael Green. Jamichael Green at the last minute. So that's a guy who's going to really reinforce that front court but that nucleus is that nucleus is impressive that nucleus is impressive you got the two best the two best two-way players in the league play on the same team Kawhi Leonard is the best offense plus defense and then followed by Paul George my only issue Paul George look hey man if you I, I'm not trying to to rain on the parade here but Paul George a guy who was playing at an MVP level, and I give Westbrook a lot of credit for that because Westbrook was opening things up for Paul George, 10.4 assists, and this after he hurt his he hurt his shoulder. He's had a rotator cuff, shoulder two shoulder surgeries. He's got a rod in his leg from that from that terrible injury he had. But uh, at his best, he's really built to be a number two, and that could really be a, a dynamic dynamic duo for the Los Angeles Clippers, but I, just look at this. I mean, in two years, they flipped this franchise from Chris Paul, the the, the 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 worst contract in the NBA, and Blake Griffin. They bounced back. They completely, completely rebuilt this franchise. They flipped it. It was just unbelievable, man, it, what, what they were able to do in a short amount of time. So, like I was saying, they pulled off that heist, and I also want to say it's going to be like it's going to be like the Rage Against the Machine, the Battle of Los Angeles, right? It's going to be the Battle of Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine. You know the cover. I actually know the guy who did that cover. His name is Joey Krebs, who did that iconic cover with the outline, the spray paint. Dude, that's going to be the Battle of Los Angeles. I cannot wait. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Rondo versus Pat Beverly? Rondo versus Pat Bev? And then you got... LBJ versus Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. I mean, this is going to be, that's going to be the hottest ticket in town. I am so excited to see those teams square off. You got the Los Angeles Lakers, the team, the glamour franchise against the, the in their same building as the Los Angeles Clippers. It is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Clipper Daryl, by the way, Clipper Daryl, he promised that he's going to be on the show. So look out for Clipper Daryl in the next couple of uh, uh, shows. He's going to break down, break all the way down what it means for, for him and the franchise. But like I said, the thing too about the Lakers, Laker fans need to calm down because they're getting a little greedy, okay? If I told you, Laker fan, that you're getting Anthony Davis a couple weeks ago, 
and you could pair him with LeBron, then bring in Danny Green, then bring in Boogie DeMarcus Cousins at a league minimum, you'd be like, where do I sign up for that? But Laker fans, you're getting a little greedy. If you've ever been to a if you ever have been to a Laker game, by the way, there's nothing like a Laker game. I don't care what the Clippers do. They can win the next three championships in a row. That theater lighting with the Lakers, Tanner's voice, there's really nothing like it. They still play the the drum beat instead of do, you know the dun dun doodle doo. They do it with the drum instead of going to to futuristic sounds. There's nothing like a Los Angeles Laker game. You see all those banners, but they always warm up to a song called Right Now by Pasadena native Van Halen. By Van Halen, they play Right Now. And if you listen to that song, if one, it'll get you pumped up. You'll be ready to pull an oak tree out of the <laughs> uh, uprooted oak tree. That thing gets you pumped up. And there's a line from it where it goes, the more you get, the more you want. And that's where the Laker fans are right now. They got Anthony Davis. They weren't happy enough with that. They wanted Kawhi Leonard. But just be happy because give them credit. They just signed Avery Bradley today, two years, $9 million, which I know people are saying they overpaid for Danny Green, but when you sign DeMarcus Cousins for $3.5 million and you get Avery Bradley at $9 million, that more than makes up for getting Danny Green, who's a sharp shooter with championship pedigree, that $15 million, and then you fill up that roster with JaVale McGee, and then also there could be some guys on the way. If you don't know, the White Mamba, the White Mamba, um, Alex uh, Caruso, this is a great story. I'm so glad that he got a bag out of this because he was a perennial D-leaguer. He's going to be that playmaker for the Lakers. And I have to tell you, I'm really starting to fall in love with this Los Angeles Lakers roster because it's really just uh, it's a formidable lineup. Rob Palenka. Signing Danny Green was the right move, especially when you get Boogie Cousins and Rajon Rondo. It's kind of turning into the Pelicans. That, like my friend Sherman pointed out, they are like the Pelicans. They uh, w- line up with Rondo, Boogie, and Anthony Davis. But I'm telling you, if all things go right, that's a lineup that can really stack up, and they're in it for the championship as well. But I got to say right here, though, I want to thank Kawhi Leonard from the bottom of my heart for putting an end to the super team era at least for now, okay? The super team era has just been, it, it's gone, okay? The, they, they just dropped a woge bomb through the super team era because right now you have 10 teams. I have, these are the teams I think that can vie for an NBA championship. If this was this time last year, we'd be like, uh, Warriors, yep, they're winning, no doubt about it. It's just who are they going to face? How many games? It's a foregone conclusion, right? Not anymore okay and it just I just love this I grew up in an era where you had Michael Jordan winning championships and that but but he was a super player he needed a super team because he was a super player but the next year that got the Bucks the Bucks can get it done Los Angeles Lakers absolutely a championship contender the Clippers odds on favorite to win it all I mean look look I, I'm already finding it hard to believe that they landed the Kawhi Leonard and it's just, the thought, idea of the Clippers winning an NBA championship is kind of it would take a lot to get used to. So I'm not ready to predict that just yet. But you got the Clippers, the 76ers, the Denver Nuggets, who just made. There's not going to be a lot of talk about this trade, but an incredible move by the Denver Nuggets this morning. They get Jeremy Grant for a 2020 first round pick. Jeremy Grant is one of the most underrated two way players in the league. He can guard four positions. He's developed a three point shot. 
baseline dunks all day with Jamal Murray and with the with the passing ability of Jogic. I'm telling you, the Denver Nuggets could go to the NBA Finals next year. That's not a hot take. That's just a fact. Then the Portland Trailblazers, they signed Hassan Whiteside, and Hassan Whiteside has had his ups and downs, but I think you need to take him around Miami, man. If you saw his lifestyle in South Beach, this guy was living it up a little too much in Miami, but when he's right, he can be a great frontline defender, and they really have not had a great frontline presence in Portland with C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. So that's a team that could be in the mix. The Golden State Warriors, I'm not going to root them out. You got Draymond Green. If, if Clay Thompson comes back healthy, D'Angelo Russell, they could still get someone for, or he can put, contribute to them. And it's still the, 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 the Golden State Warriors. So they're a team that could still win it. They're going to have a major chip on their shoulder. The Houston Rockets... The, the, probably the least confident I am of any team that I have on this list. They're pretty a long shot, in my opinion. I think that window's closed, but if, if you never know with Daryl Morey if he's able to execute a crazy trade. You still have James Harden, Clint Capella, and Chris Paul, who went right, still can do some things. Then this team, I'm so high on, it's unbelievable. The Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz, they made all the right moves. Mike Conley, he's a guy... Bogdanovich is a straight killer. He is a killer. And then I just love that team. And I also think that Donovan Mitchell, the spider, is going to take a leap. So I love that team. And then here's my wild card. You ready for my wild card team? My wild card. Well, I guess you can throw the Celtics in there just to be nice, just to be nice to the Celtics. You lose Kyrie Irving. You think you're getting Anthony Davis. You've had real, you know, you, you settle for Kemba Walker. Gordon Hayward is what he is. You still got Danny Ainge, but whatever. Let's not talk about the Celtics. But they're they're probably the last team on that list. Who knows what Jason Tatum can be? Um, but ro- losing Rozier to me was really bad for them. Ro- I mean, to me, if they were able to keep him along with the other guys, I would think about it. But you lose Horford too, so they're really on the super outside shot looking in. But my sleeper team is whoever trades for Russell Westbrook. Um, shake up. The problem is Oklahoma City now owns a couple of their picks. Do right. they want to give Miami a really good player? I don't know. Right. I mean, they literally. I mean, literally, the better that Miami does, the worse it is for OKC, and that's before any trade happens. No, no. Where do you no, guys? No, see the him? team that's had the worst luck this year. You didn't get Zion. Mm-hmm. You didn't get KD. And you no. didn't get no. Kyrie. No. To the Knicks. No. New York Knicks. Why? And what is that going to do? Why? Come on. What is just, it going to do? Just to have some star power in New York is good uh, for the league. First of all, he's going to need another star. That's why Jimmy Doesn't Butler matter, makes a lot of matter. sense for him to go to Miami. Send him to Otherwise, the Otherwise, stay put, play it out a year, and oh, just man, see how things shake out see, for the I don't want to see Russell on OKC no more. Wow. That's it? No. How come? They, they, he's he's going to average a triple-double this year. That he's team ball. is expired. Okay. He's done all these camp of that franchise. Move him to the Knicks. To the Knicks? No Knicks. way. They need it more than anybody. Come on. They miss no, out they so need much. It. They definitely need they, it. I feel bad for them. They definitely I truly, need it. Like, I truly, as much as I've been a rivalry with the Knicks from Boston, I, I truly feel bad no, for them. No, I feel bad for them, too, because I love Fizz. I love Scott Perry. Right. Yeah. They, they, it's been a rough summer. It's been a rough. It's been a rough. Few, it's been a few rough. Weeks. What you mean weeks? You talk about yeah. years. Twenty. It's been a rough twenty, 20 years. years. Talk about well, years. Well, they were really looking forward to this summer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook. We don't need to tell you that he's the polar a polarizing player. We know he's a polarizing player. But Russell Westbrook, if he gets traded to Detroit or he gets traded to the Miami Heat, that instantly vaults those two Eastern Conference teams into a top four seed and a team that could be dangerous. Because, look, Russell Westbrook, 
if you look at it, this is a guy that he's real. I mean, I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of Oklahoma City Thunder games. He's had no shooting around him. He's had no shooting around him, but has led the league in assists last few years. Last year, 10.4 assists. Also, if you look at the, he gets to the rim, he gets to the rim 7.9 times per game. And his and he and inside the paint, he's he shoots sixty eight percent. So also last year he was dealing with the hand injury, so his shooting definitely was off. But I'm telling you, Russell Westbrook is a guy that he's still a force. He still generates. He he creates. He wreaks havoc on defenses with his athleticism and speed. And I can you imagine him in the pick and roll with Blake Griffin? With Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is an upgrade to Steven Adams because he can still roll the rim and get dunks, but he can also step out on a mid-range and perimeter shot, and he's also a guy who is built to be a third star, and Andre Drummond is a guy who's not going to be able to relax on defense, but I really I can't wait to see them. They both love their rebounds, so you're probably going to fight over rebounds. So Detroit is a team I would keep my eye on because I'm telling you, Blake Griffin has slowly evolved into a player that can hit threes. He can get to the rim. I like him in Detroit, but I also like him in Miami. And I know you're going to say there's, there might not be enough shooting between Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler, but I'm telling you, the Miami Heat, they're a franchise that always gravitates towards superstars. They're a franchise that is modeled after the Los Angeles Lakers. You find your stars, and you worry about everything else, and I'm telling you, he's friends with uh, one of his closest friends um, is uh, is Dion Waiters. And I'm telling you, if he goes to the to – the, can you imagine seeing Russell Westbrook in in the Eastern Conference feasting on that uh, that competition? And I, you got Tyler Harrow. If you don't know about this dude, this guy is absolutely going to be a sharpshooter from Kentucky. And I, and I think there's some other moves to be made. So – Whoever gets Russell Westbrook, I think is a team that can make things happen. And I think that uh, you're going to find that uh, – I think that you're really going to find that that the market is going to heat up for him. His contract is pretty insane. But if you've already made the move for Jimmy Butler, just do it. Why not? That's his catchphrase. That's Westbrook's catchphrase. Why not put Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler – I know that's – I know that that, that could go nuclear – we could have some serious locker room fights, but I think at this stage, and that's, I think, one of the big themes for next year in the NBA. I think one of the themes is you got guys maturing. I think you're going to see, a, you, know, you know, when boys become men, whatever you want to call it, I think guys are going to be forced to mature based on their new situations. I think Jimmy Butler going to Miami, a strong, like this is, Jimmy Butler and Westbrook for the first time could be playing for an organization that has a true established culture. Without the culture, they're crazy, right? But within the the culture of the Miami Heat, they can be something special. So Pat Riley, if you're listening to this, I think you make that move and you sign Russell Westbrook. I mean, just look, he's ferocious. He's got everything that never-say-die attitude that the Miami Heat have that is what he has in spades. I'm telling you, they would be the most intense team in the Eastern Conference since the bad boy Pistons if they're able to bring Russell Westbrook. And then Zach Lowe on the on a, on the low post, he said, my expectation of why Miami makes a lot of sense, clearly they're hungry for stars that they can get now and maybe sell in the summer of 2021. So that's the thing. They can also build for the future 
and have an established core because Miami, their franchise, they're always in win now mode. Okay, you're in Miami. It's a beautiful city. They're a city that they don't accept the rebuilding mode culture that some franchise do. They want to put butts in the seats. They want to be relevant all the time, and they're a franchise that has a history of doing that. But I just think that he's such a legitimate star. Another con, check this out. Here's what Pat Riley said when they signed Jimmy Butler. Jimmy's leadership, tenacity, professionalism. Say what you want about Russell Westbrook. He's a consummate professional by every single account. Defensive disposition and his ability to create his own shot will improve our roster immediately. Anytime you can add a four-time all-star to your roster, you make that move. So anytime you can add a four-time all-star to your roster, you make that move. How about anytime you can add an eight-time MVP, eight-time All-Star MVP to your roster. Do you make that move? That sounds like a franchise that's hell-bent on bringing in big time. I mean, look at Russell Westbrook, two-time All-NBA first team, two-time NBA scoring champion, two-time NBA assist leader. And I'm telling you, I think Westbrook, like Paul George is a great player, but he's a little passive. He's a little too nice. Okay, I want to see Westbrook with another dog, and that is what Jimmy Butler is. He's a ferocious dog, just like Russell Westbrook. I think those two could be perfect for each other. I'm telling you, they might, they might have met their match because they believe in the same thing. There, uh, can you imagine being on the Miami Heat and not bringing it and not playing and not and not emptying your tank every game? Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler will chew you out. Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler will not tolerate anything less than everything you got. And I think that's something that really is big time for Eric. So think about Eric Spolstra. You don't really see him as a motivator as much as a genius when it comes to play diagramming and a guy who knows how to put his players in positions to win. And I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not going to look. Full disclosure, I pretty much watched every OKC game last year. Billy Donovan is not an NBA coach. Billy Donovan is not an NBA tactician the way that Eric Spolster is, a guy that learned under one of the great coaches in history and Pat Riley and a guy who made his bones as a video coordinator. Eric Spolstra knows how to play diagram as well as anyone in the NBA. And I'm telling you, there's certain things that Russell, I think Russell Westbrook would would benefit and would be like, man, I've been missing out because this elite coaching and Russell Westbrook, I think you could see a great player, an already great player, take learn new te- new ways to be great with the Miami Heat. Also, I just dug into it, Riley's track record. In February 1996, Riley, Pat Riley, he took a swing by trading for guard Tim Hardway despite missing an entire season with a knee injury and backing up B.J. Armstrong during his final season with Golden State at 29. So he traded for Tim Hardway at age 29, and Tim Hardway would go on to make the first-team All-NBA with the Miami Heat, okay? So Riley and the Heat, they know how to get their All-Stars, and then he makes the major splash for the Diesel. I'll never forget that day. Shaquille O'Neal, he gets off one of those boats with a super soaker. He guarantees a championship in 2004, and he had appeared... Yeah, he was and Shaq at the time was 31. He was looking like he was in decline, and that did not deter Riley from trading away Karan Butler and Lamar Odom, as well as Brian Grant. So this is a guy who will get stars in the twilight of their prime and just make a run at championships. So this move, it just screams Miami Heat. Go do it. You get to rock the best uniforms 
in the NBA, the black Miami Vice jerseys, those things are ridiculous. Best Those jerseys, by the way, outsold every other team's um, special edition jersey combined. That is how hot those jerseys are. <laughs> I mean, Dwayne Wade is rocking it on the NBA 2K Legends edition. So I want to see Russell Westbrook headed to Miami. I'm telling you, that is going to be all kinds of of explosive entertainment if he goes to South Beach. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Get More Sports Podcast. Thanks for rocking with us once again. You can find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Look out for, I know I've been promising guests, and we're still working on it, but I think we got one. Our boy Clipper Daryl, hopefully this week, is going to rock with us here on the Get More Sports Podcast. But thanks again, folks, and I'm out.